welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we continue learning Hodot HaLevavot, The Duties of the Heart by Rabbi Ba'ia Ibn Pakuda. And we're learning the gate of serving God. Last week we were discussing if we have free will or we don't have free will. And uh, because there's two different views amongst the Torah, one view is that we do have free will, we can make choices, and depending on our choices, we have uh, consequences, and we're punished for whatever is not right in our, in our actions, and we're, uh, we're uh, given uh, merits for everything we do right. And there's, there's another concept that says that Hashem runs the world and He decides everything and whatever you do is because He allows you to do it and whatever you cannot do is because He doesn't allow you to do it. We came to the conclusion and it's good if you want to listen to that class because it really is very, very interesting. But we came to the conclusion that th these two discrepancies are not one against the other. They're both right. The sages are right, and, um, and what's important is to understand that we are not todos, like we say in Spanish, that we don't know everything, that there's a lot to the world and a lot about God's ways that are mysterious for us, and that we're not supposed to know everything. And this is also good for us because it protects us from a lot of things. When a person is not so knowledgeable, he has less responsibility towards Hashem and in a certain way this is a protection for us. So today uh, Rabbi Pakuda comes to give us an analogy that explains this to us in a better way and he gives an analogy to this can be observed from the condition of a person with weak eyesight like a person that has a weak eyesight cannot withstand light as a person that has not no weak eyesight and a person that has weak eyesight needs a special lens a very thick lens that will protect him from the sunlight the more weak the eye is, the more protection he needs. The less weak the eye is, the less protection he needs. So furthermore, we observe in many material devices functions regarding which had we not seen them with our own eyes, but only heard of them by report. We would quickly declare the one who told us about them a liar. So he comes to explain, for example, he takes the astrolable, which is a measuring device formerly used by astronomers. This device uh, you, uh, measures things of the universe. It, 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 it sees the, the, the positions of the stars, the precise determination of each of the seasons, the distances between the disparate things and many other facts that would otherwise be unknown to us. So if I would tell you, you know, this device, the astro, astrolable, exists and it does all these things and we're living in the 1500s, you would look at me and you say, Margie, you're nuts. How can that be? It's impossible. That cannot exist. Or if you would take a person in uh, 1998 and you would tell them, you know what, I have a phone that's in my wrist it's a watch actually and you can call from this phone and I have all my information in my wrist which is the the Apple watch you would look at me and says I see I saw it in a movie Dick Tracy but I don't think this is this is never gonna happen it cannot be so what it's telling us here 
is that when things become familiar to us, they become normal, but when they're not, they're, they're, a, they're a mystery for us. We, we cannot even understand what they, what they represent. I think about my grandmother that died in 1988, 1988, and I would think that if she would wake up today and look at the world, she would think that she's, where am I? This is not the world I left. It's such a different world. She would never believe all this exists now. So the same is true for something more familiar to us, which is in common use, like the balance, for what we do not perceive it with our own, with our sense of sight. We would not have thought it conceivable that one could wait truly with a balance in which one part is longer than the other. And what is still more surprising is that on this balance and by means of single stone, many objects varying in weight can be weighed. Some of these weighing more, others weighing less than the single stone. So what is even more commonly used is the upper millstone which the, which, which the water by slight device causes it to revolve regularly and when we cast a small stone into a swift current of flowing water it does not stay on the surface of a single movement but sinks to the bottom while the millstone is many times heavier than the stone and the force of the water by which the mill is set in motion is much less than that of the current. If anyone had told us this and we had not seen it with our own eyes, we would have quickly denied and repudiated this story. We would have said this is not no, this cannot be true. We need to look at it to, to believe in it. So now if we're ignorant of ordinary accessible things, like things that do exist and we don't know they, they exist, like how many new things have come out in medicine that we're not aware of and we don't know they exist, but they do. So uh, it is not surprising that we do not understand the workings of predetermination and justice in the exalted creator's judgment. So if we cannot understand the world that we have, that we can see it with our own eyes, that we can uh, see that it's there, how can we even come to understand the world of Hashem? This is what Rabbi Pakuda is trying to explain to us. And you know, a human being always has this need to understand. We need to know everything. We want to know everything. We want to be able to understand everything that's going on. This is our whole uh, search in life. Like sometimes a person behaves in a certain way and we cannot cope with it. Because why did he say that? Why did he do that? Why did he behave that way? You know what? It's a mystery. Every person is a mystery. Their mind is a mystery. Their personality is a mystery. The way they talk is a mystery. The way they behave is a mystery. We have no idea. That's the truth. And the more we accept that we don't know, the better it is for us. If we feel that we have to know everything and we know everything and we're the last word in this world, then we're going to have a lot of problems. So the soul tells us the mind, you have comforted me in having made me give up the hope of ever grasping this subject because of its subtlety and death, revealed to me through the secret of my existence in this world, it aims and purpose, and give me as well as you can in brief some conception of the form of compulsion and divine justice. So the soul is confused, he's telling the mind, please explain to me something that I can understand, at least something I can grasp, because it's very hard to live in a world where there's no understanding. Give me, give me a story. 
So in, in, uh, he tells him in one of the Indian islands, the inhabitants of a state agreed that each year they would appoint a stranger as their ruler. And they would give the rulership to this stranger for one year. So imagine if every country had a president for one year and they would appoint uh, someone that was strange to the place and gave them one year. So when his year was over, they would banish him from this island and he would return to the status he had prior to his appointment. And once they appointed over them, a f so once they appointed over them a fool who was unaware of their secret, secret plan for him. So this fool, this person that came to work as a president, as a ruler for this island, was not aware of the plan that he would be banished and he would be taken, everything he, he, he did during the year would be taken away from him. He came in good faith to work for this island. He was the ruler. He did the best he could. He made the place prosper. He made everybody rich. He gave great education. He brought excellent medicine. And then, and everything uh, during that year was flourishing, the whole place was flourishing and at the end of the year this fool was taken out of this island and he was left with nothing. The way he came in, that's the way he left and, uh, and he regretted and he grieved for all that trouble. Then the people decided to appoint as the ruler a stranger who was wise and discerning. And uh, when, uh, when appointed, he chose one man amongst them and showed him favor and asked him about the customs of the people of this island and their laws. So this person had a little bit more of malice and he, he appointed somebody that knew everything that was going on and he became his friend. And in this way, this person started talking and started telling this ruler what had happened to the last ruler and how they, um, they managed the, the, the island. So he knew the truth. So once he, uh, he knew this, he devoted himself to none of the pursuits that had preoccupied his predecessor. So he could care less about education. He could care less if the people prospered. He could care less if they had good medicine. He instead, uh, he labored and strove to make everything that was valuable in the state to another state and all that was precious and dear to him he put in a different place so whatever he acquired during that year he would take it out take send it somewhere else and in that way the day he he left uh, and he was banished from the place he left a rich man so when his year ended he was not troubled by leaving. He was not worried that he was leaving his job. He couldn't wait to come to the place where he had all these riches that he had am amassed. And uh, so, so he had happiness in both situations and attained his wishes in both places. So I'm afraid that what happened to the fool who worried, worried himself and lost out in both places because he lost in the, in the place where he worked and he lost in what he accumulated will happen to me. And since God has endowed me with you, teach me and reveal to me my condition. So this story is talking about us in this world. If we're a fool, we come to this world and we make this world great, but there's no purpose in what we're doing. We're not thinking about uh, what we're doing in our growth, in our personal avodah to Hashem. 
then we're gonna live empty-handed like if we come here and the only pursuit we have is the physical world the material world and we're not worried about uh, doing kindness and doing other things then the day we leave this place we're really gonna live with nothing in our hands but if we come here and we understand that the world is here for us to harness, to work with it, that the material world is here for us to elevate and, 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 and take from it whatever we can, and that will help us in our growth, in our spiritual growth, then the day we leave this world, we have a lot of riches waiting for us in the Olamaba. So the mind, says to the soul you have just given in the parable you related a picture of your state in this world and shown that your condition in it is like that of the king you mentioned it is now clear to you that you are a stranger here we're all strangers in this world and will soon depart we're come here we're all given a lot of time some people come for 80 years 100 years 50 years 20 years we don't know we know that we're born but we don't know when we're going so we you should therefore act as the wise and discerning ruler did you should come to this world you should get knowledge you should get from people who are here that know how the place works understand the dealings of this world and uh, you should deviate from his course by words will be of no use to you my fine language will bring you to no advantage and the soul says if i had not desire in this matter i would not have trouble to investigate what is hidden from me of the nature of my being so here we understand that we come to a world, we're giving a time, we're giving a purpose, we're giving a mission. We have to come elevate the sparks that are around us. This is our job. And this is the holy work we come to do. And yes, sometimes we are, we have a, the material that we use as a tool for the purpose for which we come to fulfill in this world. But we should not make the material a means to an end. So I leave you here. I wish you a blessed week. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you. <laughs>